Zoe Carter, and you are listening to Stream of Consciousness. Hello, we meet again so soon. It is the same day, and I just recorded the Lionel Richie episode that I just posted, and here I am filming yet another episode. And I'm able to record both of these right now because both of these little mini episodes are story time episodes. The first one was about Lionel Richie. I hope you tuned in and listened to that one. It's a really funny story about my dad's connection to Lionel Richie. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that and make you go listen to that to that episode. But this episode is about something I don't see or hear enough people talking about for whatever reason. It was something that was really significant. And I am referring to the BET Honors Awards. Not the BET Awards. No, I'm not referring to the BET Awards. I'm not referring to the BET Hip Hop Awards. I'm referring to the BET Honors that was an award ceremony, I believe it began probably in like the mid to late uh, 2000s. I, I'm actually looking online right now. Let me check. The BT Honors was established in 2008 and the last award ceremony happened in 2016. I had the pleasure, the opportunity to work the BET Honors the last three years of the program. So I worked that show as a seat filler. Now, if you're not familiar with a seat filler, it's essentially a job and it entails sitting in empty seats in a given venue for a filmed, produced award show or any show really where there is an audience element. So in this case for the VT Honors, this was a film televised award ceremony that for the last several years of its existence was filmed in Washington, D.C. That's how I was able to work this event. And I found out about the event through a friend of mine who is extremely private, so I will not mention her name on this episode. But through this friend got connected to another friend, a guy that worked at BT. He was a PA and he really got us to hook up to do this event. And so we, the two of us went every year from 2014 to 2016. So yeah, we were both in our like early to mid twenties. Really an amazing event, a once in a lifetime, seriously, experience just because of the caliber of the people who were being honored, the people who were performing. The event itself really was a who's who of Black DC, of Black Hollywood. It was a very distinguished award ceremony. I wanted to quickly look up online just to give an overview of the event, to give you a sense of the type of event it was and the fact that it was so vastly different than what you'd expect from BT, honestly. Like it was a very distinguished very well done event. So I'm pulling this from BET's press room. Um, this powerful and inspirational event aims to put the spotlight on the achievements of distinguished leaders in the fields of music, education, entertainment, technology, and business. 
Every year, BET Honors is one of the most moving experiences and television specials on BET Networks. So truly, I mean, the summary is great. It, yeah, they, they awarded five awards every year to people, celebrities, very successful people across those fields. I, I had to pull up the list of names in preparation for this podcast again, because like I said, I went three years in a row and every year it was jam-packed with the most i mean black leaders black legends you know what i mean people who there is no like explanation needed so in 2014 the first year that i went it was hosted by wayne brady the honorees were barry gordy aretha franklin ice cube Carrie Mae Weems, who is a very well-known artist and photographer, and Kenneth Chenault, I believe that's how his last name is pronounced. He was an executive at American Express, I believe. 2015, the honorees are Dr. Janetta Betch-Cole, Felicia Rashad, Usher, John W. Thompson, and Kanye West. In 2016, the honorees were Lee Daniels, Melody Hobson, Patti LaBelle, L.A. Reid, and Eric Holder. And I'll just pause there. Like, those were the honorees, and those were the people, um, you know, being, being celebrated that night. Uh, there were people, friends of theirs, you know, celebrity friends, other prominent people who were presenting those awards. There were performances in those people's honor. So there were a lot of other musical guests. And the audience was filled like i said with other black legends other black celebrities and also just like the you know black like i said black who's who of dc you could also at the time uh purchase tickets to go to this event but like i said i was i was working this event as a seat filler so that was what was cool is that i was able to go to these events and never once paid to go and i was literally getting a front row seat to the, the musical um, performances, the the speeches. I was literally sitting shoulder to shoulder with these people as a seat filler, but more on just the responsibilities of that later. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to give an overview of the show itself is that, you know, it was a legendary night, to put it lightly. The show was hosted by Wayne Brady, I believe, for two of the years that I attended. I think the last year it was either hosted by Anthony Anderson or Arsenio Hall. I believe Arsenio Hall. But for whatever reason, Anthony Anderson always sticks out when I think of the show. And I don't think he ever actually hosted. But he was somebody that was there who was always so kind and so friendly and just a comedian behind the scenes as well that he always stuck out to me. And I thought he was the host. But Anthony Anderson did not host. I believe he was presenting an award for one of those shows. But the experience was amazing. Like I said, my friend and I would go together every year. I would actually go and rent a dress because I would not have any, you know, ball gowns laying around. And the attire for this event, if I did not mention, was very formal. Okay, this is like a super formal event, award ceremony. You know, there's a red carpet. It's being televised. You want to make sure you look good, right? So we would go get ball, ball gowns, some evening gown. One other thing I did not mention is that BT would hire a lot of seat fillers for these shows. 
And specifically, they worked with Howard. I believe they advertised a lot at Howard University at the time. And so a lot of the people that would end up applying were Howard students. And then those were the people that would end up being seat fillers. So myself and my friend were not college students at the time. We were already had already graduated from college. We were, like I said, in our early 20s. But we applied and we both got in and then they're more likely to bring you back as a seat filler if you had worked with them the previous year. So every year um, they they accepted us both after that. And yeah, so we would go do this seat filling job with a bunch of other college students. And it was really cool. I mean, everyone was really cool. The only interesting thing is that they were somewhat strict about the dress code. So a lot of times the Howard students wouldn't have the nicest of gowns or even a gown period they would sometimes try to pass off a club like dress as uh an evening gown and they would be turned away once they got to the venue and this was often i think both or all three years that i went it was hosted at the warner theater in order to be a seat filler for the show it was a full day commitment we would literally be down there for hours, probably from usually noon to like 8 p.m. This show is not a live event. It was pre-recorded, so the recording process took place over several hours, and they would request the seat fillers to be there earlier in the day. And so, yeah, I just remember it was really an all-day event. We would get dressed up early. We would go down there to the theater or to the hotel nearby, and um, they would, you know, give us some guidelines. And then we'd just be waiting around for a long time. We would literally wait and wait for hours. They would give us some snacks, and then we would head over to the theater. And so the way that seat filling works, you know, they place you in the empty seats based on you know, what's being picked up on camera. So if a shot or a section can be seen on camera, then they need to fill those seats. Also, if a certain honoree or a musical artist or celebrity XYZ needs to get up and remove themselves from the audience from their seat, they also need seat fillers to take those seats. So those seats in the very front, you know, the very front of the venue don't look empty when they're having to go on stage, when they're having to go present. So it's a constant, I'm ex explaining this because it's a constant shuffling of people. It really is a massive production, you know, behind the scenes. And that was really something I learned in watching these award shows and watching the production. It really is such a, a masterfully coordinated, choreographed, production experience because when they're not filming people go fly flying right like celebrities or entertainers are entering the theater people are going on stage people are going to the bathroom and so behind the scenes production is moving people around they're they're taking people from the back they're taking people from a room and putting them in the front and so it's several hours of this. It's several hours of being moved around. And they kind of explain this at the very beginning that, you know, they'll move you from here to here. You'll go from maybe the balcony to the downstairs, you know, over several hours, depending on what's needed. Also, I should also mention, you know, in the 
spirit of transparency. Like if you looked a certain way or if you had a certain look or they thought you looked good, had a good outfit, they were more likely to place you in the front. I had the experience of literally sitting next to everyone from, oh my gosh, George Lucas, literally the creative creator of Star Wars, who is married to Melody Hobson. Melody Hobson was being honored one year uh, from Patti LaBelle to Kim and Kanye to Robert Glasper to Ben Vereen, Eric Garner's family, so many people, so many people I'm not even probably remembering. I think Judge Joe Brown one year. If not Judge Joe Brown, Judge Greg Mathis. I'm so sorry. I sometimes get those judges confused. <laughs> Everyone and anybody was there. Even like local DC, you know, black figures. You know, at the time, Real Housewives of Potomac was becoming a thing. And uh, I remember first seeing Giselle Bryant there. Everybody. I mean, the performers, Mariah Carey, Tamar Braxton, Ludacris, Janelle Monet, Smokey Robinson, Karen Clark Sheard, Jennifer Hudson, Avery Wilson, Mary J. Blige, Dame Dash, Charlie Wilson, Kay Michelle, Neo. I could go on. Fantasia, Tony Braxton, Monica, Jasmine Sullivan, Raheem Devon. Amazing. And I was getting front row seats to all these performances. And because it was a pre-recorded show and not live, they would often re-film performances. So I remember one year, Aretha Franklin was being honored and she did sing that year. Actually, her performance for this that year's BT Honors was so legendary that it is a, a very popular uh, GIF now. GIF, whatever, whatever you say, tomato, tomato, but... The, the clip of Aretha Franklin coming in from the wings, entering the stage and throwing off her fur coat, wearing the, uh, you know, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, that clip, if you know what I'm talking about, if you spent any amount of time on the internet, on message boards, on social media, you know what I'm talking about, that very infamous now clip of Jennifer Hudson. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not Jennifer Hudson, Aretha Franklin. But yeah, I saw that, like literally got a front row seat to some of that, you know, all that performance, but amazing. Like when I think of the people that I was able to see perform, black legends, black musicians that we will never have a chance to experience again, just knowing that I'm able to cross some of those people off of my bucket list, like Patti LaBelle. I've seen Patti LaBelle twice, but being able to see her then and then see her honored, being able to see Smokey Robinson. I mean, seeing Dame Dash was pretty cool. Overall, just literally a once in a lifetime experience that I didn't realize at the time how amazing of an opportunity that was just to be in the room there. I mean, I'm literally talking to people in between the breaks <laughs> and they would discourage that. But as a seat filler, you know, BET would discourage talking from the guests, talking from the honorees, the celebrities, but it would be awkward not to sometimes. And sometimes they would just, you know, naturally speak and make a comment. And then, um, you know, I just would find myself speaking to different people. So many cool things, even in the breaks, but you know, when they weren't filming, they would bring out some sort of entertainer on uh, the stage to keep the crowd going, to keep the crowd hype. 
I remember distinctly them bringing out Robin Thede. Now, Robin Thede is the creator of Black Lady Sketch Show, which is a popular show now on HBO. But at the time, I don't think she had the the um, fame or notoriety that she does now. I think she was still somewhat unknown, but she would come on stage and tell jokes. They would do a lot of that, like bringing out uh, up and coming comedians and even singers, you know, like lesser known singers and the breaks to keep the crowd going, to keep people entertained. Because like I said, this would several hours, like I cannot iterate that, reiterate that enough, that this was a long filming process, a long production. Truly amazing and one of the more prominent memories I have from, I believe it was 2015, when Kanye West was being honored. And that year, Kanye brought Kim with him and Dame Dash was honoring him or presented him with the award. And Kanye's speech uh, in acceptance of that award was so freaking long that they never even aired. I don't think they ever aired the whole speech. He literally spoke for probably a good, what it felt like 15 minutes. It felt like he was literally up there for 15 minutes. That may be incorrect, but it was a long time. It was a very long time and so long that, like I said, the final show had a very short edited clip. And I know this for a fact. One thing I should mention, I never actually would watch the um, the aired show, you know, whenever they finally aired it and they edited it. I never watched that at that point. I don't know why, but because I'd already kind of like lived through that. I'd experienced it. I'd been there all day. And so never really just felt the need to like watch it on air. So I don't really know if I was ever picked up on camera or if I ever made the show. <laughs> but I would think so. I would think like a clip of me or you would have seen a few seconds of me because I was placed in the front uh, for quite a bit, uh, a few times. Like I was literally placed in the front row and in the second row. Like I said, I was sitting next to George Lucas at one point. I was sitting next to... Uh, I believe it was L.A. Reid. I mean, I was in the front row with all the honorees at one point, so which is just like so crazy and <laughs> couldn't believe it. Um, so I think maybe there's a strong possibility I could have been picked up on the show, but I, I don't know. I digress. I do know, however, that that clip of Kanye accepting that award uh, a lot of it was edited out because it did make national news because of what he was talking about in that speech. He talked for a long time about Kim Kardashian and also her father, Robert. And I won't really get into the details. And honestly, I don't even remember all the details, but it made waves and made waves for what he was saying about them. And it was just like, again, all over the place, really long but at the time there at that show, like people were just like eating it up and I don't know, it was just like very awkward and kind of uncomfortable, but people were still, you know, standing, honoring him, you know, giving him a standing ovation, but he talked forever and ever. So much so <laughs> that I recorded part of that speech and I don't know, I don't know if I was supposed to do that or not. I'm not trying to have any problems, but I had recorded like a clip of that speech and I posted it on YouTube years ago. This is back in, 
um, 20, I guess it was 2015. Yeah. So it's been up there for years. It probably has like over 30,000 views at this point because it was a very popular clip. Like people were really curious to hear what he was talking about at the show. And there is just some very interesting commentary on this clip now. I'm not even going to get into it because I'm not about that. Like, I don't want to talk about that. But if you're curious, just head on over to YouTube and look for my YouTube channel and look for that particular video of Kanye delivering that very emotional speech at the 2015 BET Honors. But that's really it. That's the story. I feel like I'm rambling now. I feel like I'm talking a lot. But honestly, when I think back on that time, I just think of all the... Wow, all of the memories, like I literally had to do a quick search of all the people who were honored, the people that performed, because it really was a who's who of Black Hollywood. And it's such a shame that the show no longer exists. The 2016 show that I went to, the year that they honored Lee Daniels, Melly Hobson, Patti LaBelle, Ellie Reed, Eric Holder, that was the last year they did the show. And I have uh, somewhat of a feeling of why they canceled that show after 2016, you know. Things definitely shifted in Washington, D.C. after that year. I'm not going to get into what changed. We all know it changed. But I do believe that was a key reason for BET deciding to end the award show, at least Stop doing the show in D.C., which makes me sad because really it was such an incredible event and have so many fun memories, have so many fun memories with my friend. And yeah, just so cool to kind of like brush shoulders with all the the cool folks, right? Like literally one time I was at the show and I was standing next to Wolf Blitzer and Wolf Blitzer stepped on the train of my really nice dress and I thought he had ripped my dress and he apologized but we laughed about it but yeah like just cool memories like that like Wolf Blitzer and I rubbing shoulders you know but anyway <laughs> if you're still listening thank you so much thank you for listening this is just a quick little story time as I'm reflecting on my time here in the DMV but thank you again. Be sure to like, to rate, <laughs> to subscribe, to share with a friend, to pass the word. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support. And I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye.